0: Welcome to the Manifestation and Mystic Soul Podcast, a place to discover how to live in spiritual alignment, attract more of what you want, and become the highest version of yourself. My name's Helen from Helen Life, and I'm a manifestation coach, astrologer, and all-round modern mystic. I blend together practical manifestation tools with ancient spiritual wisdom, coaching, astrology, and modern magic. If you're looking to raise your vibration and step into your dream reality, then you've come to the right place. I hope by listening to the show, you gain the perspectives, teachings, knowledge, practices, and tools you need to embody your next level self. Now let's dive in. Hello, and welcome back to another episode of the Manifestation and Mystic Soul podcast. Today I have a gorgeous conversation lined up for you with the Claire Newman where we dive into her journey of leaving the corporate world, healing from burnout and going through all of the tools that you can use to start listening to your intuition and as she calls it your inner knowing which I absolutely love. So after four years in corporate America Claire turned in her business strategy title to be Your Soul Strategist. She left behind burnout and anxiety-ridden version of herself to help other women get out of the hustle culture and wounded masculine state to embrace more ease and flow into their lives. Through mindset coaching, yoga philosophy, and spiritual practices, Claire helps high achievers connect with their inner knowing and find a greater flow within their lives. Her mission is to raise consciousness and help people slow down enough to embrace their very own golden hour, the window of universal magic that surrounds us all. So if you're ready to manifest a life that lights your soul up, she is the one for you. I can't wait for you to give this a listen. We really do dive into so many topics from stepping out of the ego, finding your inner knowing, overcoming fear, doubt and embodying your next level vision. So give it a listen and make sure to tag us over on Instagram to share your biggest takeaway. Now let's jump into the episode. Hi Claire. so nice to have you on the podcast. How are you doing today?
1: I am doing very well. I'm very excited to be here and yeah, ready to jump into this conversation with you. Thank you, Helen. Amazing. Yeah, so for everyone who might not have come across you yet,
0: can you share just a little bit about how you got into this world and your journey into your business and manifestation and everything that you do right now?
1: Yeah, I would love to do that. So hello, everyone. I am a mindset and manifestation coach, and I work with high achievers to help them find a greater sense of peace, ease, and flow in their lives. I consider myself to be a teacher of inner knowing, and if you walk away with one message, I hope it's that you realize all the answers and things that you're seeking outside of yourself can be found within you honestly hold all of the answers. It's simply a matter of quieting the mind and allowing yourself to turn inward. Um, but I wasn't always a mindset and manifestation coach. It wasn't always this way for me. Um, I say that my story is really one of ego and learning to shift out of my hyper masculine energy and ego mind. Um, I was definitely someone who was addicted to external acceptance and approval, and yeah, just just following the path that I thought I should follow, the one that would lead me to success and fulfillment. Right. So, a little bit of my background is that I went to a school. I went to a business school. I graduated. um, You know, I was very serious about getting a good job. I went into this rotational program post-college and it was a great program. It was certainly very competitive. Um, and you know, all along the way there were these glimmers, right? My intuition telling me that this wasn't the industry I was meant to be in, or this wasn't what I was meant to be doing with my life, with, with my career that I was meant to be doing something different, something more, something more creative, um, but again, I felt like this this was the path, right? I, I had gone to school for business. This is what I should be doing. This is what my friends were doing. This is what my family said I should be doing. Um, and so there was this internal conflict um, that I had for for quite a while. But when I do something, I definitely commit myself fully. So even though I knew I wasn't necessarily happy at this job, that it wasn't, you know, the most aligned thing for me to be doing, I kept pushing and forcing as i say right and dedicating myself fully and so i did see results right i saw the promotions i saw the raises i saw the recognition i saw the external validation i saw all those things and yes obviously it it felt good but there was that that real honest and true fulfillment missing. It it wasn't there, right? Like it was this moment of like, Oh, yeah, yeah, I got the promotion, but it was this empty feeling as well. And something that I haven't really shared online at all is that during this time, I was also diagnosed with anxiety. And it made my job so difficult, right? I was just overcome with stress and burnout and just so much nervous energy and literally to get through, to be able to do my job, I had to take medicine. I tried all the things like I, I tried therapy. I tried, you know, all the different things before I turned to taking medicine. And I think this is just another reminder, an example to show you what happens when you ignore that voice, when you keep pushing and forcing yourself like all along there were signs right but i just kept going i kept forcing mm-hmm. and so yeah for me there was there was definitely a a transition period it wasn't just like the this flip of a light switch um for me shifting out of the corporate world I, it was a lot of trial and error um throughout this time i I became certified in in yoga so I went through that training. I had found online courses around mindset and I dove into that world and everything started to open up for me. Like these were kind of stepping stones along the way and they led me onto the next thing and um, yeah, at the end of last year in 2021, I was actually selected at my job to have an executive coach. And I worked with this coach and it was kind of this awakening of me realizing my, my values and honestly what I wanted to do. And I had been working with coaches and programs, as I said, but I never saw myself doing this. I never saw this as something that I could do. Um, And so this was a moment where I was like, Oh my God, this is it. It's been here all along. Like this, this is what I can do. This is how I want to live my life. I want to help people um, as I was helped. And so everything really started to shift in January this year. Um, I was getting closer with the idea of leaving my nine to five job. And yeah, it was just kind of this, uh, yeah, this path of everything just kind of unfolding that I had been, um, you know, working towards. And I can definitely dive deeper into that process of me leaving my job or anything that I've shared. But I would say that's the the high level kind of background and and story.
0: Mm. Wow, what a journey. So it sounds like you you were sort of following the mainstream sort of way of life that you go to school you get a good job and then you you climb that career ladder but you were noticing these glimmers that you said for, mm-hmm. for people that might be going through something similar what how would you describe that glimmer how can someone identify what did that feel like for you
1: yeah well that's such a good question um it was like this voice, right? This voice that came through and, and it wasn't always, you know, loud and overbearing. It was almost a a whisper, right? But a whisper of just such intense clarity. Like there was, there was no doubt in this voice. Um, and it was just constantly like, you're not meant to do this. This isn't meant for you. This isn't where you should be. Um, you're meant to be doing something different right and and i i didn't have any details um but i just knew from that voice that you know this this wasn't right for me and then i had all of the the physical signs as well right so i had the the stress right i had the anxiety right those were all signs of me living out of alignment and not in my truth and you know, I talked about the anxiety, but I also started to see um, health problems as well. So I had the chronic headaches and the migraines, um, and then I also started to have gut issues. And similar to your story, Helen, mm-hmm. um, your journey to healing, I went through all of the tests. I went through, you know, the procedures. I had the colonoscopy. I had all the the things. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's like clear, clear, healthy, healthy, and It's wonderful to get that news, but I was so frustrated because I'm like, I just want to know what's wrong with me. And it wasn't anything, um, you know, physically, but it was just me pushing and, you know, mentally not being well and not living a lifestyle that That suited me so you know you'll hear those whispers you'll you'll hear that voice that's your intuition and then you may also start to notice some of those those physical signs that I shared
0: yeah yeah the body's so clever when when your mind can play tricks on you the body never lies so Mm. I think it's it's a similar path that a lot of people have had where maybe they have messages or they have signals or thoughts or feelings that they're not on the right path or they're not they're not fully happy with their life and then they don't listen to it for whatever reason they think well I should be happy with where I am I should be grateful for what I've got etc and then the voices don't get louder but the body shows and the body can manifest all of these different things so when was it that you you started to sort of change direction really like listen to your intuition and say okay I need to tackle this
1: mm, I love that question and as you were asking and I, I just I started to think about it Um, it wasn't it wasn't a direct link to my job at first right which is which is kind of interesting, right? So I had all of these these signs and these signals related to my career and what I was doing, but that's not where I began listening to my intuition. I started to listen to my intuition in other ways, right? Which inevitably led me to changing my career, right? But it's, it's those stepping stones and truly following your intuition and it will lead you to where you wanna go. And this again is a message and a reminder in not, needing to know all the answers and to actually be okay with releasing that that need. Um, But anyways, for me, I would say, thinking back, you know, when I was really burnt out, um, you know, I mentioned I was doing the yoga training, um, I had started to follow different people online who were in this this space of health and wellness um, in in coaching mindset right manifestation I, I started to become interested in those sorts of podcasts and really kind of diving in and starting to infuse those messages into my being and I came across um, this girl Samantha Daly and she was running a program called from burnt out to badass and I was like oh my god <laughs> that's exactly what I need I am burnt out and I don't want to be this way anymore. I'd, I'd love to be feeling like super badass. Um, so I started messaging with her and everything just felt aligned. Was I prepared to make this, you know, massive investment? Not really. Um, I had no idea what coaching was before this. I had never experienced it for myself. I thought life coaching was something that, you know, people who are very wealthy had the pleasure of, you know, indulging in. And yeah, I just allowed myself to act on this desire I had. I I felt the program was aligned. I wanted to do it. I felt lit up and activated internally. And I was like, you know what? I'm going to let myself do this and see where that takes me right? Mm -hmm. And so it's this continual journey. And similar to to yoga, that was really the first thing that I invested in, right? So it was the yoga, it was this mindset program. And then it was just this continuous practice for me of not just hearing the intuitive pings and voices, but listening to them. Yeah, I think that's such a
0: key, a key point that you can hear it, then actually acting on it is another thing. And I think that's sometimes the thing that we need the courage for because it can be scary when it's something that we've not done before it's something that maybe doesn't really make sense it's something that maybe others would judge us for and it's not the sort of normal path that society lays out for us
1: yeah i i love that you said that and there's this quote, and I, I can't remember it word for word, but it it's it essentially says if you're only willing to do normal and average and to take normal and average levels of action, you're only going to get normal and average in return. So not everyone is willing to be courageous and take risks and be bold and follow their intuition, but the people who do – have the have the magic happen, right? They're the ones who have the things that not everyone has because they weren't willing to do those things. They weren't willing to take massive action. And typically, the things we want are super high vibe things. And they require us to move out of that place of either doing nothing or taking normal levels of action into taking massive action and being willing to do the things that other people aren't willing to do. Um, and you know, I say this and I, I know it comes with practice. Um, and and the other thing I like to say around this this fear and courage, because this is something that I talk a lot about with my clients, is we should shift out of looking at fear as this deterrent or this signal that we shouldn't do the thing. And we should actually look at it as a sign that we're growing. That if you weren't fearful of clicking the button to invest in that coaching program, it's probably not big enough, right? It's probably not a big enough, um, you know, stretch for you program wise, but also financially, because sometimes the investment is the quantum leap, right? Like mm. sometimes that's the thing that stretches us. Yeah. So I, I just share that.
0: Yeah, definitely. I always say, part of the transformations in the transaction because you're energetically investing in yourself and then you're committing to your change so already by investing in yourself and like you say clicking and going yes to yourself you're already taking a step forward you're already laying out a different future for yourself so 100%
1: yeah it's 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 the action of like proclaiming to the universe and yourself that you're all in um and I I just did a recent episode on kind of this this whole thing of like your plan b is holding you back and I see a lot of people kind of doing this like tippy toe thing or like having one foot in one foot out and it's like oof like that's gonna keep you stuck and so like you might as well just not even do it um or do it full force because that's how we self sabotage. It's like, well, like I'm I'm trying. I'm like kind of taking the action, but like nothing's happening. So it must be a hoax. It must not work for me. And it's like, no, you're actually just unwilling to fully change and fully commit to yourself. Um so 100%. Mm-hmm. Yeah.
0: Yeah, definitely. And I love what you said about really stepping out and and taking the massive action and and that is like When you step out of your comfort zone, because it is uncomfortable, you know, doing something you've not done before, doing something that you know, you don't know what's going to happen. It's unknown. It is out of your comfort zone, but that is ultimately how you grow and you can't really make any changes unless you change the way that you do something. And that always requires being a bit uncomfortable to start off with Mm -hmm. Mm
1: because
0: Otherwise, you would already be there. If you already were where you wanted to be, you would, you know, it wouldn't be uncomfortable anymore. So you have to step out in order to move to the next level.
1: Yeah, yeah, we have to go from wanting to change to actually doing the work around it. And yeah, part of that process is, is being new, is feeling vulnerable, is feeling uncomfortable. And that's, that's truly how we grow. Um, so uh, yeah, I, I think that's exactly right.
0: Mm -hmm. So for people who want to start really listening to their intuition and maybe they've got a few nudges, but they're not, not quite sure what the action is or how, how to go about really taking that leap forward. What, what would you say in terms of tips to start listening and then acting on your intuition?
1: Yeah, I mean, there's so much, right? But I think, I think the first thing that comes to me is that we need to start shifting out of our mind and into our body, right? Because it's easy to get confused with a thought um, from our ego mind and the voice of our intuition. And I think a lot of us, um especially if you're, you know in the corporate world, if you have a nine to five, if you're kind of in that environment, in that culture, We are so used to operating from our ego, from our minds, right? From this very linear, logical, analytical place. Um, And so for people who don't even know how to tap into intuition, the first thing you should do is focus on getting into your body. And so what that might look like is, you know, yoga, or mindful movement, right? So walking, um, running, even for others, right? Or meditation, visualization. I love visualization, um, but it's about shifting into your body so you can start to begin the process of turning inward, right? And and this is a process and a practice for a reason. It, it doesn't just Um, unfold after one session, after one yoga class, um, you are literally building the relationship with yourself and so that those messages can come through to you. And so I would say, find some sort of practice that suits you that is somewhat enjoyable right don't don't meditate if you absolutely hate meditation like find something find a middle ground where you know you can you can really devote time to this and develop a practice um that's the first thing i would say i think that can be really powerful for people based mm-hmm. on my experience
0: yeah yeah the body has so much wisdom and when you can quiet and down the mind and really connect to your body that is when your intuition can can really be heard because you created that space so i think that's yeah that's really powerful so as you were on this journey and you were sort of transitioning and you know stepping out and taking your bold action and things did you have any doubt like did you did you feel like what if it doesn't work out and how did you move through that if if that was the case <laughs>
1: Oh yeah. <laughs> um you know, I still have some of those those negative beliefs and and the self-talk come through, right? Like just because you become a coach and you're in the mindset world it doesn't mean you're yeah, it doesn't mean you're you're free from all of that. Um so for me, you know, there was there was a lot of fear and as I started to get comfortable with the fact that I would be leaving my job, um you know, I think I, I began in the the very typical way, right? Like what's the three month plan? What's the six month plan? How much money do I want to have saved? How much money would I actually need to have saved to cover my bills? Right. So, you know, all of those logistical things can actually help you find some clarity and, and maybe it's not so much of a stretch as you once thought. Right. Or maybe it is. And, and Hey, that's okay too. Um, but getting some of those logistical pieces out of the way brings clarity. So so that did help me in that sense is feeling like I had kind of things in order and I had that bird's eye view on my finances and my situation, but then also um, you know, I started looking at this fear more deeply, right? Like, what is it that I'm so afraid of? Um, and there's there's this really great book. I can't remember the author, but it's called Feel the Fear and Do It Anyways. Yeah. And it says, Yeah, it's it's such a good book. Um, and at the base, underneath fears, right, there's these different levels of fears. And at the core, there's the underlying fear of what if I can't handle it or figure it out? And so I said, all right, if I can get comfortable with that, I'll have nothing to worry about. And so I started that process, right? And I realized that I've never let myself fully fail at something in the past, right? Like I've never allowed myself to fall flat on my face. I've always figured it out, right? Despite the challenges and the obstacles and those have been part of my life, right? I've always found a way. I always navigated through. I always figured it out. And I said, well, this will be the same, right? There will be challenges. There will be obstacles. There will be things that I have no idea how to do or what to do. Um, but hey, I'll figure it out. Um, yeah. And, and so that's, that's really what it came down to for me is like being okay and be finding comfort there and then building that trust muscle that you know what it's going to work out it's going to work out and i i continue to affirm that to myself and know that i'm fully supported and fully um yeah fully supported by the universe i think that's also a piece of it as well
0: mm-hmm. i love that yeah there's so much in that because the trust piece is a big one and I think just having that switch of mentality that while I've always worked things out in the past you know challenges can come that's part of life that I can figure it out and and sticking to that mentality because I see a lot of people they'll they, they start to think like that they start to think yes I can do this and then a challenge will come and then they think no actually I can't and then they go down on that downward spiral of, of negative and doubt and you know, stop stop believing in themselves. But it sounds like you you really stuck with that self-belief and and then trusting and co-creating with the universe.
1: Yeah. And I, I think honestly like I, I still have those moments, like you know, <laughs> being fully transparent. Um, but it's going back to the practices that work for you, right? So it's meditating. It's for me, I have to do a lot of work to get out of my mind. As I shared, like I've, I'm so conditioned to be in my ego and to operate from that place. That's what's safe for me because it's what I know. It's not necessarily what's good for me. Um, It doesn't serve me. Um, But having that awareness of seeing that as my tendency, I can say, okay, when these thoughts come up, that's a sign that I'm too much in my mind that I'm too in my ego and I need to shift out I need to do my practices maybe I haven't been going to yoga I haven't been meditating I haven't been visualizing right I need more of those softer flowy experiences that can kind of soften the natural rigidity that I tend to have around things Um, and then I think I I just want to also flag that we're the ones that tie meaning to things like we're the ones that make up stories that, oh my God, no one's bought my program and it's day two. That must mean it's it's a failure and no one's going to buy it and I should just stop now and let me just quit.
0: Like yeah. that's
1: <laughs> you self-sabotaging. Like, hello? So it's pushing past that and like you get to decide the meaning.
0: Yeah, that's a big one, the stories, because, yeah, you might have a thought, but then if you attach a meaning to it, because it's normal to have a thought, you know, we're we're human beings, we're not human doings, like we're going to have all of these thoughts flying around, sometimes they might not even be ours, and we'll just pick them up, we'll pick up energy from what's going on around in the world, but that's okay, it's then when we we see that thought to believe whether it's true or not, and, and start to sort of observe what that thought actually is and and then take a different route and not let that thought then drag us down into what, what is not actually going to serve us.
1: Yeah. Yeah. And, you know, I, to date, I've worked with a lot of clients who are in the corporate world who have, you know, very similar backgrounds as I do. And I was working with this one client who, um, had this this tendency to, or had this fear of being mediocre, of being average, right? That she didn't want to be average. She wanted to be great. She wanted to be successful, right? And so another practice that's really helpful. And this is something that I worked with her on is identifying the facts, right? So if you are this person who is very into your masculine energy in your ego mind, this might feel more accessible for you to start with is actually outline the facts. Like, are you truly average? Are you truly mediocre? Like, do you actually have something to worry about, because most of the times that's just a silly belief that we've picked up and it has no relevance, no truth behind it. And so looking at the facts and actually making a list of what they are can also be helpful just for you to see how silly some of these beliefs are, how untrue they are.
0: Yeah, absolutely. And I think we can get so caught up in, you know, we have a thought that that is the truth but it's actually just a perception so I always like to look at I like to look at the evidence to show that it's not true so even if one time that has not happened or you know a different outcome has occurred then there's evidence that actually you can't say 100% that this is the true reality because there's other possibilities that are that that have happened that are feasible, that make it possible to do something different. And when you can catch that, then you can start to, I've been working quite a lot with the Brian Katie, the work recently, and she asked the questions, who would you be without your story? Who would you be without that thought? And that really oh. makes you think, okay, like, okay, that thought, that story, if I didn't have that, who would I be? And often it's it's things like you'd be free, you'd be at peace, you'd be happy. So <sighs> mm, mm,
1: that's powerful. That's yeah. powerful. And we get so caught up, like we go down that rabbit hole and we like really are into the story and all the things and all the reasons. And it's like, is Is that the thing that you're going to let hold you back? Like, is that fear and that belief? Like, do you want that to be the thing that actually stopped you from living a life that you love and like doing the thing you've always dreamt of? Like when you frame it like that too, I feel like it just seems like, oh my God, you're right. That's so trivial. Like, no, I'm not going to let that belief like hold me back. Like I am greater than that belief. I am not that belief. I am not that thought. Um, so I love what you said around the evidence. And I would also add, this doesn't just go for your own evidence. Like we can look around us and feel inspired by other people who have done it. And that's not just evidence for them that it works. It It's evidence that it works, period. And so if you see someone who's, you know, had like these crazy miracles happen to them, have built this business, have, you know, done the thing that that you're seeking, who have found the thing that you desire that is evidence that it is possible, period, and you can have it too.
0: Yeah, definitely. Absolutely. And I think that that expansive energy to see that someone else has done something that you want to do, A, shows that it's possible. And B, it reminds me of the law of oneness. So I often see that, when I see someone in my field whether it's online or in person who's just achieved or created or you know manifested something that is really aligned with what I'm working towards instead of thinking oh they've got that and I haven't it's like it's almost an, a reflection that it's nearly happening for you. And this happened to me when I was uh, manifesting my puppy. Like I wanted a puppy for so long. And it, you know, it was just one of the things that I didn't know how it was going to come about. We had a few things fall through with breeders. And then I was speaking to someone and then I was speaking to someone else and everyone was like, Oh yeah, we're adopting a puppy next week. We're going to see the breeder. Oh yeah, we've got, we've got her. And then literally about, three weeks later we adopted ours and it was just that knock-on oh. effect of seeing someone else doing what you're doing as a signal to show that it's on the way for you.
1: Yes oh my goodness I love it um I also have a Cavachon, so he he is my baby big big uh-huh. dog lover <laughs> so yeah. I'm happy for you um yeah I, I love what you shared. So is there anything else that you would say
0: for people who are like really struggling to? fully believe that they can create what they want you know they can do the expander they can look for evidence that what they're thinking isn't true but if they're really getting stuck and they're really struggling to believe say they haven't got any expanders or they they just can't get out of this funk what what practices or what would you say to someone in that situation
1: Mm, yeah I mean my coach said this to me um and so I would pass it along The only way that you fail and don't get what it is that you want and truly desire is if you give up, is if you stop trying, right? That's the only way that you fail. And so, you know, first you have to identify, like, you're in this place, you're feeling stuck, you're in this deep funk, like, What are, what is your choice? You know, you can either choose to keep going or you can choose to give up and go back to what you know and what's comfortable and what you dislike. Um, So that's the first thing I would say. Right. And so we're, we're going to choose to keep going. Um, And so what do we do about being in this funk, (laughs) even though we chose to keep going? What I would say is like, Feelings come and go and there's phases and there's seasons and some are more challenging than others. Some are slower than others, right? Some are a little bit darker than others. I think that is part of life. And and usually when we're in these challenging times, that is when we are growing the most and that is when we have the most lessons coming to life, right? So know that there's a reason, usually why this is happening and how can we we learn from this experience and also move through it so when i'm experiencing these these thoughts and negativity and stagnant energy i try not to think of it as getting rid of those things but rather allowing them to flow through me right like they're kind of passing through their visitors um And a great way to do this again is through movement, is like expressing your body because the opposite of expression is depression. And we don't want to suppress and depress those emotions in us so that they become stuck and embedded within us. We want to express and release them. And so, you know, moving is really great, putting on just some awesome music and dancing, like really weird and wacky. Like I honestly love to do that before like presentations or like when I'm having nervous energy, like it just really pumps me up. So that's something to do. There's also, I know sometimes a place for a pity party, right? Like crying, venting, like letting it out in that way. Um, So there's there's various things that you can do to let that energy flow through um it's about finding what works for you and knowing like this is going to pass mm-hmm. and and again coming back to that that faith and trust and belief
0: yeah yeah i love what you said there is actually sometimes you just have to allow and know that this is just temporary and it's okay and sometimes it is just stuck energy coming out coming to the surface like if you've been holding on to stuff and you have suddenly made a big Big cause and a big choice and a new decision for your life that can bring up all the old stuff that maybe you you hadn't really addressed before and now it's ready to be released. So you you sometimes you just have to feel that in order for it to be released and and flow through you.
1: Hmm. Yeah. Yeah. I exactly. I mean that's that's really what works best for me. Um, every moment is not going to be this beautiful, aesthetic, wonderful moment. Um, and That's just reality, you know, even even the coaches that you see online who look like they have it all figured out um, or anyone who you follow, it doesn't have to be a coach necessarily. That's that's not always reality. Right. And so it's it's kind of remembering that social media is a highlight reel and that we're all human and we all have these emotions at some point in time. So it's just like letting it be okay for yourself as well. Mm, yeah yeah that's such a good reminder because
0: we can easily get caught up in the comparison and looking at other people thinking that they're doing all of these successful things and we're not that actually the the new even even as, as you go to new levels you'll still reach new levels of fear new levels of belief work to overcome and you know part of self-development is it just keeps on going you know you don't really get to a point and you say right that's it like dusting that off I'm done because the point that you do that is the point that you you stay you stay where you are
1: mm-hmm. oh yeah I mean I I shared this with you um is that for me, I had done a lot of that inner work, the shadow work when I had first discovered coaching, right? A couple of years ago. And when I finally left my job, um, in April of this year, there was this whole host of things happening for me. And I was like, Oh my goodness. Um, you need to go back and do more work on yourself. Right. And so with growth, right, comes, like you said, these new levels, these new layers, and um, we're constantly learning, we're constantly healing. And so, yeah, that's all part of like this, this process, the evolution. Um, Yeah, so for me, it was, it was tapping back in and and going deeper. Um, So I I totally agree.
0: Mm. Okay, so when, when you were on your journey and you were sort of overcoming these layers and, and delving deeper into who you were and, and all of that. You mentioned you had quite a lot of burnout as you were going through that process and you had the health problems. Did that all stop as you as you started to do the mindset work or how did you how did you start to heal from that burnout?
1: Yeah, I mean it's it's a journey it's been a journey and it's it's still a work in progress for me. I think the the mindfulness tools, the mindset work continue to help. Um, And that was definitely a big piece. I think for me, the biggest aha that came from that work was the realization that I could have a different reality, that despite what I was feeling in this current environment of feeling as though I was so entrenched, as though like, oh, but I've built this life around this job. I've kind of dedicated and given everything I had to this job like how can I really leave you know and I think without the mindset work I wouldn't have realized that I I could leave that it was a possibility to create a new reality a new life like a new way of living so I think that was the the biggest aha from the mindset work while I was in my job and then once I left, I think for me a lot of the energetics started. That's where I needed the work because when I had left, I felt as though, okay, great, I'm I'm no longer working at this job. I'm my own boss. Like everything's gonna be awesome. It's gonna be healed. I'm gonna be flowy and like lovely. Um, and it was kind of like the the swing of the pendulum, right? I went from that like hyper productive state the hyper masculine into that super duper flowy state of doing nothing (laughs) like of just like la 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 sitting back like the business is gonna build itself (laughs) um and I had a lot of resistance to actually sitting down and doing work like it was uncomfortable for me to sit down and open my computer um and organize my calendar there, I wasn't doing any of that. And I was honestly scared to do that because I was associating those tasks with work and how I felt at quote unquote my nine to five previously. So I was avoiding it. And so that's when I had the the realization that I, I needed to do some work around this, that I actually needed to heal my relationship with work in and of itself. And so how do you do this, right? Well, you, you work on shifting your limiting beliefs, right? Um, That was, that was a big piece for me. Um, You work on the energetics, like I said, right? So for me, again, coming back to those practices of visualization, of, of meditation, that's what really helped me feel okay and safe. Um, And then just sitting down and doing it. Like, Sometimes we just have to face our fears. And once I started, I realized that, okay, like I can do this. It's okay. It's not the same dynamic. It's not the same situation that I had. And setting boundaries also really helped me, right? So it was always hard for me to set boundaries in my corporate job because things were always coming to me. People worked later and it just like, it wasn't really, um, culturally okay in that job to be like I'm done with work at five or six like that's just not what people did um so I had to learn how to set those boundaries for me in this new way of working and organize my schedule in a way that felt really good and realize I had the control um so yeah I think the shifting out of burnout was a process definitely for my body and my health issues it took several months um you know, and I'm, I'm continuing to prioritize my health, to prioritize my fitness, to prioritize sleep, like, these are all things that have become non negotiables for me, and my top priorities. So it's getting really firm and clear on what is important to you as well. Because when you say yes to something, you're saying no to something else.
0: Mm, yeah, that's such a good point. Yeah, so you have to be really clear about what you're actually doing and the containment in which you're doing it in. And I think it sounds like you just needed initially like a bit of space to really heal from the sort of toxic masculine environment that had caused this this burnout. And and so there that, that resistance came up. But I like what you said, how you then work with the energetics because... I find when you actually then take action from an aligned place and you start taking aligned action from a a place that feels good energetically, then it doesn't feel like work. It doesn't feel like you're hustling. It doesn't feel like you're working hard because it's just coming, there's, there's that action that's coming from a sort of divine place within you that is inspired rather than sort of heavy and grinding and feels hard.
1: Mm -hmm, mm mm-hmm yeah I think you're right like I did need that time in that space like I I took like a a full month to just kind of be and read and explore we do van life so we were doing a lot of hiking during that time um I was doing you know a lot of learning right The, the reading that's something that I personally enjoy so that was okay for me I didn't consider that work um but i needed that space and it's like i almost needed to learn how to take care of myself again um i remember like once i i quit like i i kind of had this breakdown because i was like oh my god like how did i allow myself to get this far away from like me right like to get this this um yeah this far deep like i, I felt like it's almost this abuse that i was giving to myself like of just poor treatment, you know, poor sleep, just like the pushing and the forcing. And like, why did I do that for so long? Like, oh my, like years. Right. So I had to learn how to take care of myself and learn what that meant for me and develop a new relationship with self-care and self-love and work. Um, it was all of it. And so, yeah, I, I just kind of, flag to anyone who's listening and and maybe resonates like you should not need to recover from your life on the weekends. Like you should not need to have a break that yes, there's seasons and periods where things are busy and that's what vacations are for, but you should not need to have a break from your life. Like that is a massive red flag that something is, is wrong. And don't do what I did and delay action and push down the voice, like have have the, the courage to accept what is sooner rather than later.
0: Mm, yeah, that's such a big lesson because when you're in an environment and you're in a place that is really aligned with your soul and you're, you're in that place, your body will do everything it can to keep yourself together. You know, naturally, it's almost like a trauma response. you will you do what you can to stay okay to get through the day. You know, but then when you're given the space to kind of ah oh, breathe, I can do it. Do it by myself now. I'm, I'm okay. That is when the toxins start to come out, and and that is when you you kind of realize how much you've been holding it together.
1: Wow. You know, that's really interesting that you say that because now that I'm thinking about it, like every evening I would get a headache like once I kind of closed it was like massive headache and I needed to like literally take Tylenol PM and like go to bed for it to go away mm-hmm. and then the next day it's like this constant cycle of like once in even on the weekend once I had quote-unquote downtime that like my body was trying to tell me something right and it finally felt like it could feel whatever it wanted to feel and it showed up as like that that signal but I I guess I never really realized it until you um shared that so Mm -hmm. yeah 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 yeah
0: I think everything you're saying is so important just listen to those nudges listen to that inner knowing and I, I guess that kind of brings us around sort of full circle at how you started and talking about helping people to really listen to their inner knowing, I'd love for you to just describe what what does that look like for you, the inner knowing? How, how would you describe that to someone? I know we've talked about intuition, but is there something that you would summarize that as?
1: Yeah, I think the way to differentiate it um, is your ego, right? The opposite of intuition or inner knowing is... Or you can, you can see that as swirling ideas of scarcity mindset, of feeling as though options are limited, like I, I'm running out of choices or I don't have options available to me. Um, that's where comparison comes in, criticism comes in. The, none of those things are your intuition. So if you have any thoughts in that realm, that is not your inner knowing. So that's one way to tell. The other way to tell is to recognize what is inner knowing and inner knowing or intuition is feeling is is a whisper is clear right it's it's one truth for you right it's not it's not wishy-washy it's it's abundance it's clear it's feeling as though there are possibilities and options and you know what's aligned for you so it's also found within right so I help my clients tap into their bodies because a lot of people, and this was me, I was living detached from my body. So I work with my clients to move through different practices and tools that allow them to feel safe tapping into their body and identifying their own inner voice, right? And what the signals and cues and sensations are for them when they feel it. And then we practice on acting on that right around actually using that as guidance versus just this you know voice that comes through that we tend to ignore um so yeah i would say you know your your intuition your inner knowing is is just pure it's um yeah really just abundant and clear
0: mm, i love that you mentioned the clarity because it is it's like something that is so so strikingly clear that you, you just can't ignore it obviously some people do and that's the path that a lot of people go on until they decide to listen to it that having that clear clarity mixed in with the feeling and that feeling that something is just you're just drawn to it there's, there's you can't almost describe it because it is so embodied it's such a, a, a sensation but i always like to say to my clients is think about say a decision where you've made a really good decision and you know 100% that it was the right decision for you. It can be something small, like I made a choice about what to eat and I felt really good about it. Or it could be something big, like I decided to move to a different country, you know, but you, you have examples and and there are certain feelings that come up in your body, whether that's during the process or afterwards that will tap into that inner knowing.
1: That's beautiful. And The other thing that I forgot to mention is that sometimes your inner knowing or your intuition doesn't make logical sense, Mm -hmm. right? So when that voice comes through, what we typically do is we try and manage through it and think about how it would work out. And is it feasible? And it like, does it make sense? And like, it might not. And I also just want to to share that, right? So an example that I have for me is uh, earlier this year in in January, I invested um, quite a bit of money in a coaching certification program. Um, I was still working, but I had just made that big investment. I quit my job April 1st. And that same month, I made another large investment into a coach that would help me with my business, right? So someone may say okay you just quit your job you don't have you know stable income you know coming in at this moment and you're making a second investment this year when like that's the money you plan on living with like does that make sense logically no Mm -hmm. (laughs) it it doesn't necessarily yeah but for me it it did right so I just offer that as an example and it's it's not to say to to do anything crazy that's going to put you in in you know financial distress or in harm's way but it's it's just a sign that it it might not be the the linear logical thing to do and sometimes that's okay because your mind is not as smart as your intuition your mind serves you up options that it knows right and and there's millions billions of options out there but if your mind served you up that many it would be highly overwhelming right but the body has so much more knowledge it's internalized and inventoried all of the experiences that we've gone through and all of that knowledge is deep within you and so it's it's again like tapping into that trust and knowing it's okay if it doesn't logically make sense yeah percent
0: yeah definitely absolutely and that that intuition it's it's so connected to the higher self and that's why it's not logical because we don't we know as humans we don't have that bird's eye view of everything that's going to happen in our life we don't have the big plan that the universe can see we can just see what's straight in front of us but we do have access to that intuition and that is almost like our higher self's voice speaking directly to us
1: Mm, I love that you mentioned your higher self that's another practice that I really like to do is tapping into the woman in my vision who is she how would she live her life what would she eat what would she do how would she make decisions and when you frame it that way it's like oh no like she wouldn't be sitting back like fearful of you know other people's thoughts about her living her life like no like she's Acting, she's bold, she's going all in. Like, so I tap into her energy and I try and make a decision as she would. And that's a way of embodying, you know, the woman in your vision. Tapping into the woman in your vision is so helpful because you can think about how she would live her life, how she would move through her life, what decisions she would make, what would she eat, what would she wear, right? And you can start to make decisions as her. And it's a really powerful strategy to tap into
0: yeah I do the same actually i I think what would the highest version of me do right now? what you know, and I, I almost do it as my as I go through my daily life and i I sort of think about what I'm gonna do next for the next sort of hour of my day or what I'm gonna eat next or even just yeah small decisions you can start to apply that. So yeah, I love that. Well, this has been such a powerful conversation. Thank you for your energy, Claire. It's been. We are really lovely to connect and hear your story and hear all of your nuggets of wisdom. So I'd love for you to share where people can find out more about you, the offers that you've got on and how, how everyone can connect with you.
1: Yeah, thank you, Helen. This has been truly a pleasure. I always love chatting with you. Um yeah, so I am running right now Manifestation Mastery. That's my group coaching program and will likely reopen in the fall. So keep your eyes out for that. You can find me on Instagram at Claire Newman, C-L-A-I-R-E-N-E-W-M-A-N, and um, And I actually have one spot open for one-to-one private coaching. This is my most intimate offering, and I'm calling in the woman who's ready to go all in, to show up for herself, to fully surrender to the process. Someone who is truly ready to embrace this next level of their life and evolution. So, if that is you, you can find me online. We can chit-chat. We can see if the program is a fit and. And yeah, I would love to connect with all of you online. Thank you for your time, Helen. It was a pleasure. Yeah, and we'll link all of that in the
0: show notes. Amazing. Thank Thank you.
1: Thank you.
0: Thank you. Thank you so much for tuning in to today's episode. If this resonated with you, leave a review on iTunes and let me know what your biggest takeaway was. If you want to go deeper into all things manifestation and magic, make sure to follow me on Instagram at Life and I look forward to seeing you next time.